How do you build a great brand that people talk about and love? We hear about companies like Disney and Amazon, but how did they come to be? What strategies did they use and how can we adopt their methodologies to improve our marketing operations? I'm your host, Colin McGinnis, and this is the Marketing Qualified Podcast. Today marks the final part of our series on brand awareness and how to create a brand that people actually talk about. As a recap, part one explored seven tactics you can use to build inbound brand awareness. In part two, we covered four outbound activities that marketers can use to stir conversation about their brand online. Here in part three, the final segment of our series, we're discussing brand awareness for local brands. These four tactics will help separate your business from local competitors, making your brand more relatable, likable, and reputable in your community. Number one. Volunteer in your community doing something that you love. Volunteering helps build character, empathy, and emotional intelligence. On one side, you're helping address a community need, while on the other side, you're making new friends. Either way you cut it, you're building your reputation and likability as a volunteer and as a business person. Through the relationships you develop, your new friends and followers will support the things you set out to achieve. This carries a lot of weight for your brand's success. If you force your way forward and steamroll everyone in your way, you'll damage your brand's reputation. Take some time to narrow down the things you could be doing for your community. Then create a list of charities and nonprofits in your community that could use your skill set. If you're absolutely stuck for opportunities, reach out to your nearby university and express your interest to help the community. They'll likely introduce you to relevant organizations, community leaders, and committees in your local area to help get you started. Number two, facilitate workshops that are related to your industry. Positioning yourself as an expert of your industry builds authority. You can fortify your position as an expert by hosting and facilitating workshop events. In order to host your own event, you'll need to have a small following on either social media or by email subscribers. If you haven't quite built up your community for events, try these techniques. Partner with existing groups that run events. Find a well-rooted community group that hosts events in your space. Reach out to them and start building a relationship. You can do this by having coffee with them, volunteering, going to dinner, etc. Make sure you articulate your goal to do some workshops early in the relationship. Otherwise, they'll suspect that you want something from them. The sooner this is addressed, the more transparent your relationship can be. Be careful. A big mistake founders and entrepreneurs make is loosely describing who they are and what they do. This means the partner won't know how they can help you or what you're really looking for. Instead, clearly state who you are, what businesses you work with, and give them an idea of groups you align with. For me, I often articulate myself as a Salesforce administrator or HubSpot admin. If you don't have recognized certifications to mention, take an approach where you share the types of businesses you typically work with. For example, I typically work with small-sized B2B SaaS companies with less than 100 employees. These businesses usually spend between $20,000 and $100,000 per month on digital marketing. Hosting workshops outside your local community. It's hard to do events abroad when you don't have a sturdy foundation to stand on. Once building up your speaker profile locally, you can start to probe at regions outside of your local area. 
take inventory of all the events taking place in your industry for the next year. Next, see which venues are accepting speaker applications. If similar to your speaker portfolio, apply. This process is very similar to how a band would grow. A band doesn't start out performing at the Super Bowl, rather they build up to it. Number 3. Leave business cards at your local coffee shop. Never underestimate a coffee shop. Print a small batch of business cards designed to feature your company. Leave them in a way that encourages someone to explore your website. You'd be impressed how your website visitors will grow. These people will message you, connect with you on LinkedIn, request help, and even introduce you to other people who can help you grow. A great tip for print ads is to match them with your digital ad creative. If operating close to your market and running digital ads, match your print ads to reflect your digital ads. We ran digital ads here in our local community and printed business cards that were similar to the creative that we used online. The response was great. Not only did our print ads re-engage people who already saw our digital ads, but we reached them through an entirely different medium. This experiment proved to be very effective for generating a return on investment. Number four, print company apparel you will actually wear. When you're starting up, no one knows about you or your brand. An effective way to get some brand exposure is to put it on your clothing. But a typical startup t-shirt won't cut it. You need to sport clothing that fits with current fashions, your preferences, and that looks legitimate. When I started my stand-up paddleboard company, Suppadec, I had to get word out. I bought a black Helly Hansen sports jacket with minimal designs on it. I took the jacket to an embroidery store and requested that they put patches on the jacket. On the left arm, I had them place the Paddle Canada logo on it. This was a club that I joined. On the right arm, I had them place the Suppadec logo. On the front, on the upper left chest, they placed the words, Lead Instructor. Cape Breton Island Water Sports Inc., the legal operating name of the company. The jacket looked amazing, and I was proud to wear it. I looked like I was part of a formal professional group of athletes. This is how I wanted the brand to feel. One day while wearing the jacket, I ducked into a coffee shop. While in line, I noticed some people were checking me out. Who wears patches on their jacket anyway? The military? Air Force? Who was this guy? I knew they saw the Sepadec logo, but that didn't quite paint the picture. I wanted to show them a brand that had a stronger reputation. I turned to reveal my other arm, Paddle Canada. By now they could piece together that I was a person who did paddling of some sort. When I turned around with my coffee to leave, they caught a glimpse of my chest, lead instructor. The mystery of the brands and who I was was solved. I was a paddleboard instructor for a company called Sepadec. This story might sound funny, but I actually had a lot of interactions just like the one I described. The total cost of the jack was $250, but I saw every penny returned. I wore this jacket for years, hiking, at the bar, opening shop in the morning, getting more coffee, lunch, and so on. Each interaction helped me build awareness of my local business. But you can do the same thing for your brand. Leverage logos and certification badges your audience would be familiar with. Then create an amazing piece of clothing that you would love to wear. People will see you coming and piece together what you do, what company you work for, 
and what suite of brands you align with. And to our conclusion. Fans and followers, this concludes our starting series on brand awareness and how to create a brand that people actually talk about. From inbound tactics for awareness to making noise about your company locally, we wish you the best of luck developing your buzzworthy brand. From all of us here at Marketing Qualified, thank you very much for tuning in to hear our advice for brand awareness. Thank you and have a wonderful day.